Okay, so as the three of y'all all get changed into your uh, PJs and get ready for uh, bed, y'all crawl into the pretty, pretty nice mattresses that they've set up for you. It's pretty comfortable. Um, y'all still have some wine and garlic bread and some leftover sketty. So as y'all are getting ready for bed, you hear a loud crash, like metal hitting metal and stone, and you hear, oh, coming from outside the chapel. Is that your stomach? Is that your stomach, Gwyn? Um, oh no, I left Poobel in the wagon. Oh, I forgot about Poobel. Maybe Poobel has come back. It is uh, not my stomach. Um, how far away is the chapel? We're in it, right? Yeah, so y'all are on the other side of a door from the chapel. You're like in a large storage area connected to the chapel. So just, you know, a few feet. Okay, Gwyn is immediately going to run to the door and cast Detect Magic. Ooh. On the door? It's Detect Magic. It just lets me sense the presence of magic within 30 feet of myself. Oh. And here's his casting the spell. Uh, what are you doing? You're just alerting them to our presence with your stupid little slide bell. No, no, no. I played it very quietly. It was like... Stop doing that. It is insane that we cannot hear the slide whistle. I know. <laughs> I'm excited for you guys to hear it in post. Um. So uh, you do that, and with 30 feet, you... It just says I sense magic in in this way, and I can see like a faint aura around any visible creature or object in the area. You um, probably sense magic around the items that you would expect to be magical in a fantasy church. Like you sense like holy magic around like the the relics that they have at okay. the altar. Yeah, but um, but like. Peering through the door, I don't notice any any peculiar magic auras. Not not within thirty feet. No. Okay. I uh, I push I push Gwyn out of the way, kick open the door, and I pull from. Uh, so Clutch has a big trench coat, and the inside of it is all that Molly stuff, which is like a woven fabric, and there's just tons of little pieces of shit clipped into it. So he pulls out a small device and hurls it into the room, charging in, and the device makes a whistling noise as it cascades through the air as far as he can throw it. And, I didn't uh, hear that whistle. I couldn't Clutch, hear that. I couldn't hear that whistle. It's the noise. It's the noise filtering. Uh, so Clutch kicks open the door, hurls a whistling device into the room, and runs in and, and looks around. What does that whistling device do? No, oh, nothing. It's just the uh, magical tinkering. Um, when tapped, the, I, ma- I can make an object continuously emit an odor or a sound. Uh, it's perceivable up to 10 feet away, so I just made it screaming like a really loud... <laughs> and then through it. Okay, you kick the door open, and there's the chapel and everything, and that's about it. Like, you don't really notice anything weird inside the chapel. Maple is going to use Disguise Self, and is going dis- dis- to disguise herself as the um, the one taxidermy thing that had no body um don't the the wand that she has and so she's gonna look like that and so she can hold the wand and she's gonna go stand over an area like she belongs there and then just kind of wait to see if anything happens 
So that room is pretty far away from where you are. So I don't know if I did a good enough. Okay, uh, okay, that's farther. Never mind. Okay. I don't know if I did a good enough job describing this. You're in the chapel. Yeah. There is like a large cave and a bridge between the chapel and where all the dead bodies are. Okay. No daddies oh, here. Okay. Yeah. I am so sorry if I did not describe that well enough, but y'all, y'all. No, you did. Okay. I just forgot. <laughs> I thought we were on the other side of the door of all the bodies. Yeah. So you kind of are, but you're on the other side of a door and then a large cave with a large yeah. bridge. Okay. And then there's the bodies. Okay. Okay. We're far from the bodies. So do we want to, do we want to rush out there? To the bodies? See if they moved? Yeah. And have a look-see. I think that the person, I think that's a culprit who made the sound of still in this chapel. And I pull another device out that um, is making a, like a, a bunch of blinking lights on the top of it. Uh, is it dark? Is it dark here? Yeah, yeah, it's dark. Um, so I cast bright light in a five-foot radius and dim light for an additional five feet, and I start marching around looking for someone, just yelling things. I guess, um, roll me a perception check with your disadvantage. Still disadvantage? We haven't rested yet. Yeah, you haven't gotten your long rest yet. I lie down and take a nap. <laughs> yeah, you have a full, you have a belly full of spaghetti, though. Yeah, you fall down, fall asleep really easily with all that spaghetti. Yeah, man. That's probably almost double disadvantage. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's just uh, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. 13. 13? Um, I'll, say, I'll say this. You can tell that the loud noise that you heard sounded like it was coming from above you. It didn't sound like it was in the chapel. It sounded like it was like outside of the chapel. I think that it was outside of the chapel. <gasps> what? I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> I go and I find the loud whistling, screaming thing, and I, I touch it and turn it off. Okay. And I put it back in my trench coat. Okay. Do so do you all go to investigate the noises? I would, yes. Do you want to go? Okay. <laughs> Y'all, you step outside the chapel. I'll say you step out as a group. And from across, like, there's some very, there's the big chandelier in the cave kind of lighting that up. And you can see that there is fog coming from the, um, like, where the dead are kept. And it's kind of, like, dispersed by the time it gets to y'all because it's, like, trying to fill up the large cave and everything. But there's, like, a thick fog cloud inside where the honored dead are. You know, or Clutch knows that the first noise y'all heard sounded like it was up the stairs, but there was also some noises down the stairs as well. So there's sort of three rooms that you can investigate. There's the upstairs, downstairs, or the uh, dead bodies. Yes, Tucker. Okay, gang, let's split up. Ooh! <laughs> okay, um, I will, uh, I wish I had brought Poobel. I can't believe I forgot my my companion. We all forgot about your robot. I know, because then I could have a partner mm -hmm. and you two could split off. I, I do not have my friend, so I am now lonely. How do we want to split up? Oh, wait, there are three rooms. I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> do, we have, do we have to do this before we go to sleep? The noise was at least 10, three minutes ago now. They are probably gone. I'll take the top room. Okay. I'll take the other room. Oh, uh, so you'll take the dead body room. No, you, I do not you have can two. have that one. Uh, I'm thinking of a number between one and seven. Uh, well, we will make it fair. You lose. Gwyn, ah, I got Gwyn, it. No, <laughs> well, no, Gwyn, think, think of a number. Gwyn? Yes, I have a number. 
Between what? Between one and ten. I am going to choose eight. Okay. Maple? I chose a number. <laughs> this is trickery. What number did you choose? <laughs> Honestly, if you chose seven, you have a 70% chance of winning this whole situation. I did uh, seven. Do not I win. chose seven. <laughs> okay, my number was two. So Clutch takes the body room. Oh, good. Oh, nice. I will not forget this. As I storm away. Okay, so I'm going to kind of rotate around y'all. Okay, so we will start with... I don't know, man. I rolled a. F- I was gonna roll a d4 and like one, two, three, but I rolled a four, so that's not very helpful. So we'll start with me. <laughs> um, we'll start with uh, Gwen. Start with the culprit. So Gwen, yes, uh, you go upstairs and you find what appears to be a smithy. Um, based on some of the materials lying around, uh, you can see that this smithy is used to forge the. Um, exoskeletons that the taxidermic bodies are sort of mounted on. What do you do? There is a roll a perception check with disadvantage. All right. That is horrifying, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's terrible. Blame tie. <laughs> Oof. I rolled an eight because I am sleepy. There's a funky smell in there. Okay. Yeah, a funky smell. Just a weird funky smell. Um... Uh, I'm going to cast Detect Magic again. Okay. So you see magic around some of the smithing tools. Okay. Basic magic that would be used to keep tools durable and, you know, help with their use. Um, but that's about it. Okay. Um, can I can I try to, like, can I kind of, like, sniff around to see if I can figure out where the smell is originating from? Okay, uh, roll me a perception, an investigation check with disadvantage. Okay, I'm gonna pull out my glasses. You're pulling them out. You're pulling them out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull them down on my bridge of my nose and put them back on my face. You are activating your glasses. (laughs) I'm just gonna act, let me start over. I'm gonna activate my glasses that I'm currently wearing and haven't taken off for any reason. (laughs) Okay. Um, so yeah, roll me a straight up investigation check. Uh, okay. Oh, I got a 24. Oh. Oh, shit. Okay, so you can tell that the smell seems to be originating by one of the forges that seems to be, like, out of use. Okay. And when you open up the forge, you don't see, like, a source of smell. You see, like, a small hole up one of the chimneys. And you see, like, it looks like some animals have made, like, a nest in there or something. But that's about it. Okay. Yeah. Um, can I, like, look into the hole and, and see anything? Can I, like, climb up there to take a peek? The chimney is a bit too, like, thin to, for a human to fit in. Hmm. What about... A gnome. I was going to say, what about a shapeless, unseen servant? Could they... Could they climb up and... I don't think the Unseen Servant can speak. No, I guess it can't. It can fetch things, though. So if there's anything up there, I could it could retrieve it for me. Okay, yeah. Do you want to do that? I think I'm going to do that. Okay. So um, you cast your spell, 
and in a couple minutes, something comes floating down, and it's a bird's nest with a bunch of bird droppings in it. Oh. Gross. Yummy. <laughs> you feel an invisible thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and there's nothing else. I So it's just smelly in here. Yeah. Basically. Okay. Gwyn's going to be skeptical, but he's going to back out of the room, uh, I think, and make his way back down towards where they're staying. Yeah. So we are going to flip two at the same time. Maple, Maple, you are going downstairs, I believe. Yeah. So as you go downstairs, um, things get a little chilly Mm. and you come to a room labeled cold storage. Oh, no. And as you get to as you get to this room, the torches that are providing light start flickering. Like, it is the torches are going out, they're coming back on, they're going out, they're coming back on, and the fog that is, like, falling down from the stairs, things are spooky, so I'm gonna have you roll our first spooked check. So roll me a wisdom saving throw with your disadvantage. So the way this is gonna work is each spooked check is going to be a wisdom saving throw with a DC of 10 plus the number of spooky occurrences that you have seen. So currently the DC is 11. So roll me a wisdom saving throw. Okay, so I have a seven, um, but on wisdom I have gnome cunning, which that means, I don't know what that means. Oh, advantage on in, okay, so I have advantage right now. Okay, so you just roll straight up, not disadvantage, but just a straight up wisdom saving throw. Okay, it would be a 10. A 10. Oh, I meant to say, this sounds like I'm going back to allow you to succeed, but it's 10 plus previous spooked things. So currently your first check is a 10. You meet the 10. You are spooked, but not spooked enough to run. Okay. So you enter the cold storage room. Um, this cold storage room, you look around and there are a couple of tables. And on one of the slabs is what appears to be a taxidermy dwarf you kind of get the vibe that this room is used to make repairs or store taxidermied bodies that are no longer like being kept on display. So there's a taxidermied dwarf there. Um, what if, do you do? If I look at the dwarf, is there anything like I can physically see that like is possibly something that needed to be changed on the dwarf, like needed to be repaired? Like, is it obvious or is it look kind of just like a dead taxidermy dwarf to me? Okay, so on the table, there's a taxidermy body of a dwarven man that appears to be brought in for repairs. Despite it clearly having been dead for ages because it is taxidermied, the body appears to be dripping with fresh blood. Roll me another oh. spooked check. Okay. That's super spooky. That's gross. That's a bit, oh, fuck, I got a one. <laughs> you got a one? Oh, you're All right. so spooked. <laughs> this is our first failed spook you are spooked enough you cannot deal so you are going to leave this room and refuse to return to this room all right will i tell anyone else or just run back to the room room how far do i run Um, (laughs) since you got spooked so early i'm gonna say that you refuse to leave the um you refuse to return to the cold storage room okay you will not go back in the cold storage room okay so you are running spaghetti area though 
where we had spaghetti? Yeah, yeah, you can go to spaghetti. I think that as you come out and run up the stairs, you see Gwen coming down the stairs from the um, the smithy. Um, so if you want to tell Gwen about the spooky cold storage room, then you can. Gwen! Maple! I'm so glad you're here! Don't go down there! What? I said don't go down there! Why? What happened? There was a dwarf. He was dead, but he was really dead. And he was taxidermy, but he was bleeding. And you need to just don't go down there. Don't go down there. You can't go down there. Gwen is probably going to check it out. Okay, so we will come back to Gwen. First, we are going to flip over to Clutch. So Clutch, you have entered the Room of the Honored Dead. There is a thick layer of fog obscuring most of your vision. You look eager to say something. Yeah, seeing that, Clutch takes a deep breath and then opens his trench coat and pulls out a small vial of pills, uh, opens it, and pops one. Uh, I'm casting heroism on myself. Uh, which That's a good fucking spell to have right now. <laughs> I am immune to being frightened, and I get six temporary hit points at the start of each of my You're turns. You're immune to being frightened? A, a willing creature you touch is immune to being frightened. So, essentially, I just took, like, a mega Xanax. Uh, that is such a good spell. Oh, I quit. Wow. <laughs> Y'all are on your own. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> well, fuck. Well, fuck, Mason. I work for this. This is my job. Why would I? Fuck, Mason. Why would I not make these pills? I have plenty, too. I could have shared. I didn't think of it. I, I wish I had. You should have shared. That was rude. Anyways, so now you're in a room. You're totally chill. It's not that big of a deal. You see some shit, and it's like, oh, yeah, whatever. It's, it is what it is. Uh, so Clutch is, like, freaking out and then pops this and just, like, Okay. Uh, hello? You hear a weird, like, chittering from across the room. A squirrel? Oh, it must be a giant squirrel. Um, no. <laughs> um, I, uh, I walk forward into the fog and I pull out uh, a flashlight from my pocket, which I have. I don't think anyone else does. It's a cylinder and it's magical tinkering. I tap it and it emits. It's not a good flashlight. Five feet of bright light, five feet of dim light after okay. that. Okay. Oh, that's going to actually make things spookier because I don't know if y'all have used a flashlight in fog, but oh. it doesn't help at all because uh, <laughs> it gets diffused by the fog. But you see a shadowy figure in a long trench coat. Oh, I uh, I open my trench coat and I pull out what looks like a turkey baster and I squeeze it and cast grease and I blast <laughs> grease at the feet of this figure. Ah, <laughs> uh, not so fast. You do that? And the trench coat, there seems to be like a bright green light, and the trench coat drops, and there is a figure in front of it. Uh, do they slip on the grease? No. No, they don't. They're they, standing perfectly still. They don't even have to make a a dex throw. No. Okay. It's weird. Uh, I walk up. <laughs> Shit, and I have to make a dex save. They made a. They made a twenty. Okay. They made a 20 dex throw if it makes you feel better. Uh, but yeah, you do have to make a dex save with your uh, disadvantage. I think I'm not expecting it, and so I just walk up towards it. Like, oh, you did not fall. Oh, that's a 15 plus. That beats my DC. 
Nice. So you kind of skid a little bit, but it's oh, fine. You did and you reach look. out, and you probably grab the body. Yeah. And it's totally stiff. Totally stiff. There is a trench coat around its ankles, but the body is totally stiff. And when you look closer, it is clearly a taxidermy dwarf. And I just saw the figure. I just saw it moving. Yes. I uh, pick up the trench coat off the ground, and I say, I do not like this. <laughs> I am not scared, but I do not like this. Hey, I would I would make you roll a spook check, but you're immune to being scared. For, for a minute. For one minute. So I'm probably starting to come off of it. Okay. Yeah, and I think at this point you hear a... Gah! 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 I, I look around, but I'm assuming I can't see anything because of the fog. I just look up briefly. Roll me a perception check with disadvantage. Bing, 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 bing. That's a 14 plus my perception, which is five. So that's 19. Okay, um, so you might not be able to see it, but you know the direction that the birds that the bird sounds are coming from, and um, I assume you walk towards it? Uh, no, I, I, uh, there's no way I'm going to catch up with a bird. Hmm. But I will make a bird catch up with me. And I pick up the uh, trench coat off the ground, and I look at it. Is there anything interesting about the trench coat? Roll me an investigation check with your disadvantage because you're sleepy. Okay. Just a quick, just a quick check. That's a three <laughs> plus six is nine. Looks like a trench coat. Uh, this is a, not a coat for a bird, so uh, I imagine the owner will be back for this. And I put it down on the ground, and I cast Snare. I pull, I reach into my pouch, my extra-dimensional pouch. I pull out 25 feet of hempen rope that I have in one of my other pouches somewhere, because they're all connected. I cut it, and I lay down a circle of rope in a five-foot radius around the trench coat. Not around the feet of the trans... of the, uh, transmogrified... What is the word? Taxidermied. Taxidermied. Not around the feet of the taxidermied person, but just around the trench coat. Like, I move it over. Uh, and then I flick the rope, uh, and it becomes super thin. It's a special rope I've invented. And it's nearly invisible. And now it's a snare trap. And I wipe my hands, and I start walking back as I feel my heroism pill fading. Okay. And I'm starting to get a little nervous. So, uh, Clutch, are you leaving the room of with the taxidermy people, or are you going to keep investigating? No, I'm, I'm tired. I want to go to bed. I just laid a trap. That trap will sit there for eight hours before it doesn't work anymore. So I'm assuming they're going to want their jacket back, so I leave. Okay. So in that case, we will switch back to Gwen. So Gwen, you have just seen Maple run out of the room downstairs saying, hey, don't go in there. Uh, what are you going to do? Uh, Gwen is definitely gonna go down there. Okay. Uh, to take a look and see what's happening. Cool. So you go down to the room, the cold storage room, and you see the same thing that she saw with the torches flickering, like, bright and off and bright and off. Roll me a spooky check. So wisdom saving throw with disadvantage. I got a 13. Okay, so you're like, well, that's weird, and you walk on in, and you see the same thing that she saw, several tables, one has a taxidermy dwarf on it. Uh, do you go and investigate that dwarf body? Yes, I do. Okay, so you walk up to it, and you see the same thing she did. There is a body, and it's taxidermy, clearly long dead. There are some tears in it, and it is covered in blood. Roll me another spooked check. Okay. This one's a five. Oh, man. You are also too spooked to investigate this dead body. You must leave. 
You must uh, leave the room. All right. I rev up and my feet spin in place for a minute and then I just zoom out of there. Perfect. <laughs> the sound of a xylophone mysteriously comes out of the air. Yeah. <laughs> so I think at this point, Maple is still at the... Br- well, no, she went back to the Skeddy room. I forgot. The Skeddy room. She went back to the Skeddy room. But uh, Clutch and Gwen probably meet in that bridge around the same time. Um, Yeah. As Gwen is running by, he's going to say, don't go in there. Uh, I try and grab you as you run by, by the shirt, to stop you. Oh, okay. Do I, I guess I'll stop. Oh, well, I don't know. You can, I can make a strength check against your dex save or something, unless you willingly stop. I don't know, because I'm spooked. So if I'm spooked, Gwen's probably, like, beelining for bed. Yeah, we can do a strength v. strength check if y'all want. I like that. Okay. Uh, but both of y'all have disadvantage. <laughs> oh, wait. Here's a better idea. I cast grease. I, uh, I pull out another vial of grease, and I just blast it at your feet, um, because I don't. you should not be running. That's very bad. So what, would I have a dex save on this? Yeah, so that's a dexterity saving throw, DC 14, or you fall prone. Okay, I fall prone. Okay. And you slip off the bridge into the chasm. <laughs> no, you're able, to stop yourself before, you're able to stop yourself before sliding off the edge. Don't, don't put me in a diorama. <laughs> Do not put me in a diorama. Um, clutch very, very slowly walks up to Gwyn and then like picks Gwyn up reassuringly and says you need to keep your head together what happened what, why are you scared Gwyn uh, you're right thank you um wow you come down so fast <laughs> <laughs> your words they're very soothing uh thank you so what, listen what listen. is going on Maple came running out of that room, and she said, don't go in there. So naturally, I had to go in there to make sure that everything was okay. Okay, but which she room? Was right. Which room? Which room? This room right here. Um, there is the, the body of a taxidermy dwarf on a table, and it's bleeding or something. I just, I, I couldn't stand being in there. I had to get out. So nothing attacked you? No. Nothing, no. nothing came at you? I'm sorry. Maybe uh, you I are wasn't not, clear you are not in hurt? what I was saying. The taxidermy dwarf was bleeding. Ah, uh, bad job, taxidermy, then? Yeah. Perhaps. <laughs> a bit of a premature taxidermy? It could be anything, and you are Premature so- taxidermy is yeah. so dark. You are okay, Gwyn, is what I am saying. And where is Maple? She ran back to where we're staying. To Oh, to the spaghetti area. <laughs> yes, to the spaghetti area. <laughs> Uh, yes, yes, she ran back to the spaghetti area. I have laid a trap for the necromancer or druid. I believe Maple's theory about the druid may have some water to be holded. Um, I'm <laughs> I'm very tired uh, and would like it's to go crazy. to bed. It's crazy. You, you almost sound German when you're sleepy. <laughs> it is a... My accent is a none of your business. Um, and also, yeah, it's really hard not to do that. Um... <laughs> Why do not we go to spaghetti area, to the spaghetti area, and find a nice sleep for us? I th- I think you're right. Let's uh let's go back. I will keep my arm around you while we walk, so you are not scared. That doesn't really seem necessary, but I appreciate the gesture. Would you like a pill? No, <laughs> they, I think you can save them for tomorrow. They do not. They make you not scared. 
say, oh, good pill, I made them. I'm turning German. Yeah, you know what? I think I will have Time one out of real those, quick. actually. Is Tucker talking? Yes. Yeah. I can't hear him. Is Caitlin here? Wait, yeah, Tucker, here. say something. Okay, I can hear yeah, Caitlin. I can't see Caitlin. Tucker, can you say something? I am talking into my microphone. Hey, Eli, leave the, he's singing. Um, leave the, leave the, leave the video call and come back. That might get you back in. Let's see. Boop. Then there were three. Now that Eli's gone, how are we going to do this? <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do? I think it's a druid. I think you're right. There was a bird and it went caw, caw. At the very beginning, he did say druid. Like, Yeah. That does seem fishy. I think someone wild shaped and dropped their trench coat. Okay. I can see y'all and I can hear y'all. That was the weirdest thing. It sounded like Mason was having a conversation with himself. I'm like, is he just thinking that Tucker's going to come in and redub his part or something? <laughs> yeah, Tucker, just make <laughs> something up that fits. Okay. So have y'all decided to return to the Skeddy room and to your beds and go back to sleep for the night and hope that zombies don't in- infect your... Um, bedroom yes but i did take one of clutch's uh heroic pills so that i could go back to my room without being scared and get a good night's sleep okay i love that i love that a lot it only lasts one minute so take it right before bed okay i i save it for when my head hits the pillow so you walk into the skeddy room and maple is already there maple are you just sitting there chomping down on skeddy Yes, it's comfort spaghetti now, and I, I'm, like, taking it as much as I can. Like, it's, like, two hands. Each hand has, like, a whole thing of spaghetti, and it's just, like, eating, like, one hand. It's, like, just staring at the wall, eating another hand, staring at the wall. Like, just keep going back and forth. Uh, you are seeing the most horrifying thing that you've seen all night, which is this gnome absolutely stuffing her maw with spaghetti. With a thousand-yard stare. Like, oh, <laughs> um, Maple... Hello, Maple? Does Maple say anything or does Maple just keep eating? Just keeps eating and staring at the wall. Uh, Gwyn? Was Maple like this the last time you saw her? Yes. Yes, she was. Ah. <laughs> uh, I think Gwyn would pick up the plate of spaghetti she's eating off of and try to, like, guide her to her room. Maple would follow the plate. Set it down on the nightstand and just kind of like set her up there and then go to his own room. Okay, so um, as y'all are getting in bed and everything, you hear like rummaging, like very faint because it's like way away, right? And eventually you hear something above you and then the slam of like a metal door. And that's the last noise that y'all hear as you drift off to sleep. I roll my eyes and just say, oh, my fucking God, I want to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) And you do. You fall asleep and you get a good eight hours of sleep. And the next morning, you wake up to the very calming sounds of breakfast being laid out for you in the chapel area. Uh, You all wake up immediately at the exact same time because that's how things work right now. (laughs) Okay. Makes sense. Uh, What do y'all do? I smell breakfast. I go to, uh, I I go to Maple's room and just like poke my head in the door or standing outside the door because just going in to be rude and just say, "Uh, Maple, are you okay? Yeah, 
and Maple comes out and she has spaghetti all over her shirt and her face still, but she seems like she's fine. She like looks fine, but she definitely covered in spaghetti. Uh, you, as if there was wild animals, you would be a liability because you are covered in food. Oh, oh, sorry uh, about that. And then she uses her arm to wipe it off her face. It's still clearly all over her arm and like there's yeah. a s- streak across her face, but she's like, I'm good now. There, uh, well, I only have grease. I do not have soap. Uh, I suppose if you are happy, I will not judge. Just wanted to make sure you had quite a spook. Sounds good. You're a little weird, though, but it's okay. I'm going to go get breakfast. Okay. Gwyn feels completely revitalized after getting eight hours of sleep, and he immediately goes to the breakfast area to have a, a cup of tea. Yeah, and when you step outside, that big table is still there, um, but it's all cleaned up, all the uh, garlic bread and venison spaghetti and things like that are all cleared, and there are um, hot uh, pictures of coffee and tea, or hot water for tea, and there, ooh, there's pancakes. Pancakes and bacon and scrambled eggs and like an orange. It's kind of like you kind of get the vibe that someone's like, do you think we should put fruit there? And they're like, yeah, an orange is good. An orange? And it's like, listen, this is what we got, baby. And there is an orange there. But yeah, so there is your breakfast and Seardy and Pud are there. How's it going, y'all? Like, did you, did everyone, did y'all, did you all sleep okay? Oh, uh, good morning, Sirdi. Uh, did you come by the way of the uh, temple of the, the where the uh, taxidermy people are? Yes, we did, and we did see that a few of the honored dead were still moved. We didn't touch anything for today. The people who work here are all here. But we have closed the dermalogs to the public to preserve any clues for you. I take it that you did not come across anybody suspended from the ceiling by their ankles? N- no. Oh. Thank you for the breakfast. Yeah, yeah, of course. I, I'm so happy. Pancakes are kind of my specialty. So we have banana pancakes, we have chocolate chip pancakes, we have banana chocolate chip pancakes, we have regular pancakes we have raspberry pancakes we have pluffberry pancakes and that that one's the one i made up uh that's a little fantasy berry that is okay i i i will have the orange <laughs> gwyn wants the pluffberry pancakes for sure maple's gonna take a little of each yeah the pluffberry ooh ooh it's like a berry but like if you bit into a berry and it tasted like chocolate it's like a best of both wor- worlds. It's like the texture of a berry, the flavor of chocolate. That's perhaps the most wild thing. <laughs> Not the bleeding taxidermy thing, but the, the, the plus chocolate flavored berry. Okay, so you are having breakfast. We just described pluff berries. Discuss your plan for the day. Uh, see it, Siri, uh, Pid, would you mind leaving the room? For a little while. Oh yeah, Pud. Um, I guess we can go and just stand somewhere because we don't want to touch anything and like mess up any anything. So yeah, uh, go somewhere else that you. We need a bit of privacy to discuss uh, what we are doing. Here is uh, our contract for you to review. And I pull out a little device for my cloak and 
pull it, and it's like a, a very small scroll type thing, and I tap it, and just a bunch of random gobbledygook words that is like legalese appears on it, and I hand it to them, and I say, go read that. Oh, yeah, uh, um, of course, of course, yeah, let's go. And then, and then I, hand, I hand Pud a little egg-shaped thing, and whenever you touch this, it makes a fart sound. <laughs> nice, nice. I, I like that actually. That's it's, pretty fun. It's good hey, for plants. Hey, Siri. He like he hides it behind up his back and he's like, "Hey, Siri. Uh, just a quick note from the person doing the sound design. I am not going to add a fart sound. <laughs> it is a very funny joke to do." <laughs> and she looks greatly disappointed, but not surprised. And then they leave the room. So what happened last night? Jokes there, are over. I- I already told you what I went through, and I'm sure Maple went through the same. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so it bears mentioning that we will be going back to the cold storage room? You're going to have to lead this one. Ah, uh, you were the ones who know the way and what was in there. Why would it fall on me? Because you don't know what's down there, so it's your turn. You are not still scared, are you? No. Are they still spooked by that room and, like, refuse to go back even to this day? No, no. The effects of being spooked have worn off in the morning. Okay. Which, but I still think Maple would be like, okay, I'm going to go back in, but I'm also not going to be the first one walking in that door. Gotcha. Yeah, I guess it was still a scary, uh, scary freaking experience. Uh, What did you find? You went upstairs, Quinn. Yes, I didn't find anything upstairs exactly. I just found a bird's nest and it smelled really bad in there. But aside from that, what? there wasn't anything terribly noticeable. What was it? Was it a bird's nest room? Was it the purpose of the room? Was to have a smelly bird's nest? Uh, no, it was a, a framing room of sorts that, that built the outer frames for holding the taxidermied um, honored dead in place. Oh, so it was like a, okay. It was pretty creepy in there, if if we're being honest. I would imagine. So maybe we should check out that smell, too? I did try investigating that, and it seemed like it was coming from a chimney. The only thing that was in the chimney was the bird's nest. We can look into it further if you'd like, though. I saw the culprits with my own eyes. It is a- Oh, that's a massive development. <laughs> I was I was hoping that you two also had as productive of a session as I did, but ah, you know. So, it is a bird. It's a bird. What? Well, it became a bird. I saw the fog, and I took a pill to make me not scared. So I walked in bravely, like a person with medication who can handle their own fear is brave. Uh, That is not ironic. And I walked up to the figure and I said, hello, Uh, stop it. And a jacket fell to the ground and I heard a bird go up in the air. A jacket? Yes. And, uh, And then that was that. I left the jacket. I put a trap around it. I think we should go back to the jacket first. Did you happen to check what size the jacket is? Well, it was larger than bird size, so I know it was not belonged to a bird all the time. Good. Good. That's I good. I am not sure. Uh, 
I could have taken a closer look, but you are the, you found a bird nest, so do not criticize me too much, okay? <laughs> I did see the culprit, so. So I think we should establish a game plan for our day here. I think first we should go investigate the jacket, and then we can check out both of the other rooms. After that, I think we should talk to whoever is still working here that had contact with... What's his name again? Darum. Darum. Who, who had contact with Darum. And then I think we should go and speak with Darum himself. Well, and Mapel, you mentioned uh, druids. Yeah, they were mentioning druids earlier. Um, so I think they're specific. So maybe we should, like... Check it out, because everyone who has been coming back to life has been druid, they said. And druids have those animal friends. And so do I. That's a good point. Are you a druid? No, I'm a gnome. I just like animals and have animal handling skills. Okay. I was going to say, I thought you were not as silly as someone who believes they can turn into an animal. I mean, I do have squirrel feet. (laughs) And she, like walks a couple steps and walks a couple steps back so you can see the, the steps are squirrel feet. Where did you... Where did you get those? Don't worry about it! Did Cl- we should go check out that did, trench coat, though. Hey, did Gwen, Clement we should... steal my design? We should go now. <laughs> that is... That is private. Where did you buy those? I think you should really not worry about it. Uh, Clutch stands up and knocks his plate over. Um, and says, no, you would tell me now, where did you buy those? Oh, I spray grease in your face. Where did you get some? That seems kind of rude. I think we should go do our job and check out the mission. And I don't know, like, go see that trench coat. I reach into my bag. And I don't find the boots. And I relax. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> thank God wait, you wait, stole you- them. <laughs> you do specifically find a pair of boots. You do. It's oh. just not your boots. I pull them out. <laughs> That's, I reach in my bag and I pull out the boots. And they're Maple's boots. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I put Maple's boots back in my bag. I will need them back later. I don't know what you're talking about, but we should go check out that trench coat. Cut to the trench coat. <laughs> Star wipe, clock spin. Yeah. Um, so you are standing around a taxidermied body of a dwarf um, who looks like he's kind of standing in a, um, almost looks like he's like leaning down, like he's petting something. And around his ankles, there is the trench coat with the little snare spell around it. What do you do? Uh, I dis- deactivate... Um, oh, I'm blue. I deactivate the spell. The spell deactivated itself, but I just kind of like brush it out of the way. Gotcha. They did not take a debate. So, uh, do you investigate the uh, trench coat in any way? Yes. yes. Um, we in- I inspect the trench coat to see exactly what size it is. Okay. Uh, roll me investigation check. Okay. I got a nat one. Ooh. Oh my god. Um. How? Just from looking at it. So there's no tag? <laughs> just from looking at it, it's about the size that you would expect for a dwarf to wear, but that is all you get out of it. Okay, great. 
Does anyone else want to inspect the trench coat? I did want to inspect the trench coat as well at the beginning. Um, I also want to see kind of the size, like the arm length, so I can see kind of... I know you know it's like kind of like a dwarfish character. Oh my god. But... Um, uh, yeah, I want to I want to see the size and if there's anything like any stains on it or if there's anything else on it. Okay. Uh, roll me investigation check. With advantage or just regular? Just straight up investigation. Okay. Eight. An eight? Eight. Eight. Yeah, uh, it's the size of a door. So it's, it's a little bit too big for you, but that's about all you notice. All right. Mason, would uh, Clutch like to investigate the trench coat? I feel as though this is getting a bit repetitive. No. Okay, no, you I'm don't just kidding. investigate. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, uh, but I'd really like to know that I'm going to get it good. Uh, I pull out a magnifying glass. Okay. Um, and then I, uh, and then it has loops on it, like jeweler's loops, which is kind of foolish. And I flick down all of them, and I start looking over it with a fine-tooth comb. I also pull out a fine-tooth comb and run it along the edge of the jacket. Uh, and fucking holy cow, it's a three ah. plus six. That's a nine. You don't fucking know shit. Don't look like there's any clues here, y'all. Better better move on. Just trench coat. Yes, Tucker. Um, Gwyn takes a closer look at the taxidermied dwarf before us and notices that his hand is reaching out as if he were petting something. Um, and Gwyn kind of wants to, like, investigate that scene a little bit to see if there is supposed to be an animal there. Yeah, uh, roll me an investigation check. Oh, uh, just to set the scene a little bit more, it's a little bit easier to tell. This taxidermy person is not where they're supposed to be. They're, like, in the middle of a walkway, oh, not okay. in the middle oh. of their diorama. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so maybe instead Gwyn is going to try and investigate to see if he can figure out where this taxidermy yeah. person belongs. Perfect. Mm, can I help? Uh, yeah, sure. So, um, I'd say... So that gives you advantage, right? I already rolled, and I got a 17. So, I'm assuming that passes. Yeah, you're able to find an empty diorama, and there's, like, a couple of raccoons that are taxidermied there, and there's one that's, like, standing up with its head bowed and you figure oh this is like the animal that it's bow- that it's petting and there's a little like um placard there that says former peak raccoon <laughs> this sounds really familiar is it was there not like i'm sorry this is completely out of universe and everything was there not some kind of like raccoon whisperer character uh lore oh. had a bunch of raccoons a series of raccoons actually didn't you yeah, Lore had, Lore had some raccoon friends. Summoned some raccoons at one point. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. I didn't mean to I didn't mean to eject us from the world there. <laughs> you are fine. Um <laughs> I guess Gwyn's gonna like try and move the taxidermy dwarf back to where it's supposed to be. Yeah, I'll let you do that. That's nice of you. Uh, they did say not to move them, Gwyn. Mm. That's a good point. We should leave it. Um, and we should investigate to see if we can find out how it was moved mm. or maybe why it's out of place okay yeah uh roll me another investigation check i'd say hey guys there's gonna be a lot of investigation checks i will i will help yeah okay so with advantage as you both kind of like look around the um the room and the like body itself and all that i got a 23 Oof. Yes. oh shit 
You got <laughs> maximum clues. Okay, um, so as you're looking around to seeing how this body's moved, uh, you see, you notice a few things. First of all, there seem to be slight indentations that look like almost cl- like small claw marks or bite marks around the bodies, like the body, almost like something small was like biting it or clawing at it. You see that there, it almost looks like there's like around the diorama, there's like dry, something like a dried red liquid around the diorama. Um, Does it appear to be blood? uh, You can roll a nature check if you would like. I cast identify blood. Um, No. (laughs) Uh, that's a 17 plus 3, 20, not natural. So you notice, you can tell that it's, it's a type of fertilizer. It's like a mushroom fertilizer that's commonly used for like people growing mushrooms. And, um, Gwen, you notice that around the diorama, it almost looks like some, like, like there's like broken off stalks of something. Like something has been picked from the diorama of this, like, taxidermied person. Can I figure out what it is by, like, closer, closely examining the the root or the base of the plant? Yes. Roll me a nature check. Uh, Gwyn, I believe it is a mushroom. I am not good at nature. Roll it with advantage. Oh, with advantage? In that case, a... In that case, a six. Mm. You don't know. It's a mushroom, probably. I am, um, but I am better at nature. And maple. Maple, come take a look at this. You like mushrooms? Yeah. <laughs> I love mushrooms. Yeah, let me check that out. Also, I want to know, is this the same dwarf that I saw yesterday? Or a different dwarf? Bleeding. That was in the, that was in the cold storage? Yes. Oh. This is this is not that this is not the dwarf that was in cold storage. Different dwarf. No. Got it. Okay, I'm gonna roll for nature check. Darn it! I rolled with advantage because oh. Mason and Gwen have both pointed out that it is at least a mushroom, so that will narrow it down some. Oof, oof. Two bad rolls. Uh, I got a seven, eight. You don't know. You guess it's a mushroom. <laughs> but um, as you are investigating, you do see that there are actually a couple of mushrooms leading away from this diorama. Almost like a trail of mushrooms. Almost as if some benevolent being out there wanted y'all to have a trail that leads you to some important parts of the room. Hey guys, I don't know what this is, but it looks like there's a trail, so maybe we should follow it. I'm going to. I believe that where there is a trail, there is a destiny, and that is how you solve a mystery. Oh! Uh, I think it looks like a trap. I agree (laughs) with you. I believe that where there is a trail, there is nothing but despair. Uh, (laughs) That does does rhyme. Uh, It rhymes, so it must be true. uh, Here's a question. This uh, mushroom fertilizer, take a... Uh, it's the same color as the blood, perhaps, that you saw on the dwarf in the uh, uh, cold storage. Are you sure it was blood? Roll a perception check. Who? Not, 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 not me. you, Not you, Mason, uh, but um, Tucker and Caitlin, you can roll a perception check. I got a nat 20. Oh, fuck! 
I did not. I did. I rolled bag. Hey, Ty, please, please use me yelling, oh, fuck, anytime someone rolls a nat 20 from here on out. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Gwen, it is definitely, this is just a dry, that, like a dried version of that liquid that you saw coming off of that body the night before. Mm. Gwen is going to have one of those, like, zoom out of the face moments and just, like, stare at the liquid and say, we need to investigate the body in the cold storage room. I believe it is perhaps filled with mushroom fertilizer. Um, in fact, as you move towards the cold storage, you notice that there are a couple, every few, like, yards, there's, like, another one of those mushrooms that has been, it's almost like something was, like, running around with, like, a bag of mushrooms and, like, dropping mushrooms behind. So when you get to the cold storage room, you enter, and their torches are lit, not moving weirdly or anything, but you enter the cold storage, and that body is still there on the slab. Uh, what do you do? I walk straight up to it, pull my pull out uh, a small knife, and just cut it wide open and open it like it's a suitcase oh, without okay, even well, thinking. We'll, <laughs> okay. You walk up to it, and you see you don't see the dripping blood. It's almost like um, something. It's almost like there was something that was bright red, but as it dried, it like lost a, a bunch of its color and it sort of like crystallized almost. And on the body, um, are you're just digging into it like I, fucking. Unless there's anything that is visually obviously different, I didn't see it, and I just suspect it's full of something. And I know these two are scared, so my plan is to just unzip it like a zipper and open it up, see what's in there. All right, roll me a de- uh, a dexterity saving throw. Oh, radical. Okay. Um, oh, oh, nat 20. Not even oh joking. Oh, my God. Okay, so you cut it open, and it's fine, and it's stuffed. Whatever. I don't know what's actually in taxidermy. Cotton? It's cotton. Styrofoam? It's co- it can't be cotton, right? It's some sort <laughs> it of... Can't be. It, it can't. It cannot. That would be it vile. Be cotton. It's actually just spray foam insulation. They just... <laughs> Talking. Cotton candy bursts out of it. It's bubblegum flavor. Yummy. <laughs> no, but yeah, you open it up and it's just a normal taxidermied body, but roll me an investigation check. Uh, Well, I think as I rip it open, I have a very sinking feeling that I just cut open a famous dead person for no reason. Roll me, uh, roll me an investigation check with advantage since you're like in this shit. I, there has to be something here or else I am fired. <laughs> Uh, Oh, my God. Thank God for advantage. That's a 19 plus six. So 25. Yeah. So you open this thing up and it's like, this is a normal taxidermy body. But then like your hands feel something and you like look back and there are mushrooms like it looks like stalks broken off similar to the diorama, but like growing out of the body. But then there are a couple of like mushrooms that look like. Like there are full mushrooms there, but they're like bulbous, like almost like balloons. Clutch grabs it, grabs one of them, and brandishes it at you and says, Maypel, what is this one? Do you pick this mushroom? Yes, I. you just yank it right out. and Roll, roll a constitution. Gosh, thing, dang it. As it bursts, releasing spores. No! Uh, that's a 15. <laughs> okay, you're fine. Why did you not warn me? Um, are Maple and Gwen standing around the table as well? Um, I don't think Maple wants to get too close. Cause she's a little That's fair. like, she, yeah, she was spooked yesterday. She's not spooked today, but she also knows not to fuck with this body. 
<laughs> That's fair. Gwen, would you be around the table? Gwen was a little spooked, so he probably kept his distance, to be honest. Okay, so so y'all sat there as this fucking dragonborn runs and is like, fuck this body! And just... <laughs> I want to be clear. What's this mushroom? <laughs> Clutch is an insane person. What is this mushroom? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Now I want it to all try. happened oh, so oh, fast. Oh, fuck! <laughs> And that's my French accent. <laughs> I want a shirt that says, fuck this body, what's this mushroom? <laughs> um, <laughs> to be clear, Clutch didn't go in with a vengeance, like, over the head slam. It was very quick and nope. surgical and precise. Hey, Mason, you can say what you want. This dragonborn shoved everyone aside, ripped this body in half. <laughs> And then throw, try to throw a mushroom gas bomb at everyone. Yeah. No. Shook it like a purse and I was, then tossed a mushroom at us. I was acting quickly and precisely <laughs> and somewhat recklessly. <sighs> Maple, <coughs> Maple, why did you not warn me of the spores? <laughs> give, me a mush- give me a nature check with advantage. All because right. Because you just had an actual mushroom thrown at you. Okay. Not thrown at you, but wagged at you. Exploded at you? Exploded at you. Oh, I got a natural 20, so, uh... Fuck! Yeah, so I got 22. Okay, so you know fucking everything. Like, you couldn't identify it based on, like, the little stalks that were broken off, but seeing it, you're like, oh, fuck, I know what this is. So, these mushrooms are hallucinogens used mostly by a small group of druids for druidic rituals, but, like, something special about them is they tend to only grow on the graves of powerful druids. Also, like, just, you can tell, like, what happened with this mushroom is it was, like, over-ripened. They can grow to a certain size where it's, like, if you touch it, it will explode and, like, automatically cause someone to hallucinate. Um, And you know that generally they only get that size when they've been fertilized and, like, cultivated. So you can tell that, like, oh, this is something used by druids and this has been cultivated to grow to this size. Guys, did you hear all this explanation that I just gave you? I think it's the druids. I'm not going to hallucinate, am I? Gwyn, you have always had beard. <laughs> <laughs> is is he hallucinating? He he is not hallucinating. He he succeeded on his saving throw. I am just nervous. Oh, okay. Gwen is going to like do the the eye test thing to see if he's I'm, following his finger and he looks okay. I'm not really a doctor, but you seem fine. You can do a medicine check if you'd like. Uh yeah, yeah, I'll do a medicine check. You seem good. You seem good, Clutch. I actually got a 21 on that. Oh. He's fine. He's fucking fine. You you are fine, Clutch. Don't worry. Okay. I don't think you inhaled enough of the spores. I'm going to collect uh, some of them then. Uh, can I collect up some? Is there another mushroom in this body? Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a cup. M- most of the mushrooms that are left, there are some small ones that don't look like they've been big enough to be picked. But then there are a few of the ones that are like over-ripened, like what you just grabbed. So I'm going to take one too. I'm going to take one as well. Oh, okay. I- uh, y'all roll me a dexterity, like a sleight of hand check to make sure that you don't explode them. I, I want to take one of my non-linked pouches and just wrap it over one of the ones that's going to explode so that I just end up with a pouch that's coated with spores on the inside. Ooh. Oh. Ooh, that's good. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'll let you just do that. Okay. That's cool. 
That's fucking cool, man. <laughs> now I've got a spore pouch. Mm-hmm. I got a 17. Yeah, you're, you're able to pick it and store it safely. Now we have evidence. Ah, uh, what about the trails of mushrooms that Maple pointed out? So the trail led down here, but you can go back out and actually, so <laughs> hard cut, the trail also leads up to the smithy. Mm. Isn't that convenient for gotcha. all involved? <laughs> uh, hold on. Did you say you saw a bird nest? Yes. And I happen to have heard a bird? That is interesting. I've always maintained that the druids are playing tricks and that wild shape is actually the same as when the magician releases the doves. I believe we have found a druid who has had a sick, I believe we have found a druid's hiding space for that bird. Well, I wasn't really able to investigate the chimney because I couldn't fit up there. So if you wanted to go and take a look, that's fine. Maybe we can get Maple up there to take a, a closer look. Put me up there. I'm ready. Are you okay, okay. Maple? You seem a bit eager. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so y'all go to the smithy, and as soon as you open that door, wow, that is a funky smell. Am I right? Y'all smell that? Wow. <laughs> So all of you can roll me a uh, history check or a nature check to see if you know what that smell is. History or nature? Yeah. Four. I chose nature and I got a 22. Oh. Okay. And Mason, what'd you get? I uh, had I just wanted to help someone, but I, I did just roll for the hell of it. I got a 15 on history. Okay. And um, Maple, what did Maple get? I got a four. Maple doesn't know oh, shit. Oh, no. Gwen recognizes this from the time that he spent just out and about and um clutch recognizes this scent from his time uh during his like later training it's weed Ah! it's it is (laughs) this is Uh, weed it is strong in here and it is coming from the chimney i bet this guy's a druid (laughs) i bet that too (laughs) remember that um who is it pud and sudri oh Seardy? They looked very hippie-ish, like they'd be down with, you know. Are you saying that you this think, kind of stuff? You think Pado Siri could hang? I, I think they they seem like pretty cool people. Um, and I think we should ask them about it, because if anyone would know, maybe they know something more about what's going on up here and this smell. Have I already climbed up the chimney to see what was if there's anything else up there except for the nest? Oh, yeah. Roll me an athletics check to climb up the chimney. Can I help? Can I help by, like, tossing her up? Yeah, you can give her a boost, so roll that with advantage. Jeez. Five. Five with advantage? Yeah. I, I've been rolling so low. Hey, get, dif- get different dice. <laughs> you start climbing up, and then you just, like, slide back down. With another dice, I rolled a 17. <laughs> uh, but you can roll me an investigation check. Okay. Uh, would you like grease? Would grease help? <laughs> I would... Oh, looks like the grease helped because I just rolled natural 20. Oh, fuck. Oh, snap. So with your investigation check, you see that there is a hole in the side of the chimney and there looks to be like some sort of like claw marks, like something is climbing in through there and like bird droppings and other rodent droppings as well. Gross. Okay, so there's clearly the bird is living up here. Is there any weed up there? Also, is it narrow enough that you might be able to propel yourself into there if you were able to jump farther? That hole is not big enough for even a gnome to pass through. Okay. 
but big enough for a bird, right? Oh yeah, a bird, a rodent. Yeah. Okay. I think our our best bet is to go um, talk to Pud and surgery uh, and see if they know anything about what's going on up here. Oh, did y'all, did y'all find any good clues that's going to help y'all crack this case wide open? Hey, Sirdi. Yeah. You know you can trust me, right? I would hope so. We y'all are here to investigate. You know, none of us are cops. You know, yeah, none of us are cops, right? Okay, well, if y'all were cops, there's nothing going on here. Yeah. That weird. Do- yeah, agree. Okay. Yeah. I mean, y'all are kind of actually cops. Like, y'all work for the Congress no. Monastery. Y'all are kind of like religion cops. But, like, we're chill, though. Like, we're chill. We're cool. Like, we're chill. Okay. Is there a point to you telling me that you're not cops? I, um, Siri, are you aware of what marijuana is? Yes, I'm aware of what marijuana is. Uh, it is slang for a pipe leaf. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, of course. <laughs> Do you know if someone likes to go upstairs and, like, hit that good old leaf upstairs? Oh. Maybe blow it up the chimney so that no one can smell it except it still smells? No, that, no, we can't, you can't smoke in here. There's a bunch of taxidermy bodies. Ah, that is a bad Do you see that? Do you see how it, there would be a problem with smoking in here? I put out my cigarette. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you were going to smoke, the smithy would be the best place to smoke. But mm. you know, we all just go outside when we want to smoke. It's you... it's legal here. Do you know anyone that does smoke in the smithy? No. Like I said, we just go outside and smoke. Okay, we have established that we are not cops. Yes. If you had to guess which one of your co-workers would smoke in the smithy, which one would it be, Pud? I mean, it would be me. Oh, it would be you most likely. Yeah, it, it would be Sirity. I mean, I do smoke, but I go outside. Sirity just, sometimes she walks in with a joint and she forgets and... We're like, Sirity, you can't smoke in the in the dermalogs. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Hmm. Listen, we're not, we're really just trying to rule this out of, of a clue that's connected to the case. So we just need to know whether or not it is you who's smoking in the smithy. And it is okay. Yeah, no, we don't, no one smokes in the dermalogs. That is against the rules. I have an important question that is a different question. Okay. Who is the dwarf in cold storage? Oh, that's Snake. It's one of the uh, older peaks of the um, of Mount Rena. Uh, he's been damaged, so he's down there to be repaired. Uh, we have discovered that there is a long cut down. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> Somebody has um, made a long slit in your snake from stem to stern, and he is opened up like a Christmas present. Present. Who would do that? I do not know. <laughs> I, I do not know. I cannot. Roll me a deception check right now. Roll me a deception check. <laughs> I'm so screwed. 
I kid you not, that's a 10. That's not great. Um, they rolled an eight, so. Oh, wait. Uh, oh, wait, really? Okay. <laughs> Who would do that? They must have been soulless. Well, surely that's. <laughs> surely that's some sort of clue that points to someone. No. Luckily, it did at least reveal this. And Gwyn holds up a mushroom. Oh, that's one of the. We've seen these. They grow around on some of the honored dead. It's it's always been a thing, but like, we just kind of trim them off when we see them. Um, they've man, they've really grown over the past like couple months. Like it's just really gotten out of control. But yeah, we've 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 seen them grow here for a long. We don't know what they are. We just kind of pick them off and throw them away. Hmm. Well. Uh... Maple here seems to know that they are quite important to one of your silly friends. Oh yeah, what do they? Do? What do they do? Do you have any like druids that li- that work in here? Like any guards that are druids or anyone? I mean, no. The only like druid is the Peak, but he doesn't. I mean, he comes down here to pay respects to his grandmother, but um, you know, that's about it. I think I would like to speak with the Peak. Okay, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's probably good to talk to. I mean, it's all druid, like, peaks that have come back, so I can I can direct you to the temple where he normally is, if that helps. Um, would it be possible for us to have some kind of a transition uh, and immediately be there? <laughs> Getting to the temple requires a significant hike, but it isn't too bad as the weather is relatively mild today. Um, as you approach the temple, however, the weather abruptly, sh- abruptly shifts to something even more peaceful. You feel the warm breeze and salty air of an ocean, despite being miles above sea level. Mm. Miles? Thousands of feet? I don't know. A reasonable amount above sea level. The temple is itself is covered in kudzu, and there's a large stone from the temple on the ground uh, that has flecks and veins of brass in it. Bottles hang from trees, around, uh, cast iron trees around the temple itself. In front of the temple are two figures. One is an adult dwarf male, and one is an uh, adolescent dwarf female. There are also two large ca- uh, cats, like two large cats, stark white fur, long tusks, shortened tails. Um, you, uh, Y'all can roll a nature check to figure out what these cats are. They are tabbies. <laughs> I got a natural 20. Um, they are bob crags. And when I say large cats, I mean like bobcats or probably more the line of like mountain lions. These are bob crags. They are um, cats found naturally around Mount Renna that have magical resistance. And they seem to be lazing around as the two dwarves seem to be meditating, focusing on something on the ground. How do you approach uh, Clutch pulls out a little uh, device shaped sort of like a rolling pin from his cloak, but it's like this big, and holds it up to his mouth and goes, a squeak, squeak, a squeak, a squeak, a squeak, and then clicks a button and then tosses it over towards one of the bob crags, and as it squeak, squeak, hits the bob crag's paw, squeak, it, it plays back that recording of squeaking. He's recorded squeaking into this device and tosses it over to the cat to play with. I, tried, I made a cat toy. The Bob Crag looks at it and just 
knocks it away, like, lazily. Like, they're kind of snoozing, and it's just like, oh. Okay, ungrateful. And then you see the, uh, the dwarven male look up, and he's like, Robert? Looking at the Bob Crag. Let me get this voice right. Oh, hello. Um, welcome to the temple. I'm not sure if this is, this is not the voice. Hold on. Hello. This is as good as I'm going to get. <laughs> Hello, visitors. My name is Fish, the peak of Mount Renna. How can I help you? Hello. Hi, Peak Fish. We're here to dis- to see what what's going on. We wanted to know if you, again, we're not cops, if you like to smoke. Do you like a uh, pipe leaf? Uh, the girl that's kind of still focused on something on the ground, and you can see a um, there's a sprout kind of growing out of the ground as she's concentrating on it. She starts laughing, and she says, like, <laughs> well, fish doesn't, but uh, that does sound like lore, doesn't it, oh, fish? <laughs> well, of course, many dwarves around here like pipe leaf. Um, this is Kor. We're uh, concentrating on some druidic training here. Kor, say hello. Hi there. Hello. Hello. If I were you, uh, I would get into STEM. Just saying. <laughs> well, well, yeah, as you can see here, I'm working on growing stems right now. Ah, uh, no. Ah. Uh, yeah. Ah. Uh, uh, you have wit. It's a shame. <laughs> and that, and thus begins Core turning from the path of druidic magics into STEM, <laughs> becoming the greatest scientific mind of her generation. <laughs> Why not grow plants with fertilite? No, I don't want to keep... I don't want to prolong the uh, argument. It's kind of a weird question. Y'all just showing up and asking about pipe leaf. Can I help you? Is there something you're looking for, or...? It is a mystery. Your question is a mystery? (laughs) We are here to try to solve why all of these important taxidermied people are all of a sudden moving around in the middle of the night. And we wanted to know if you know anything that's going on. Well, yeah, I mean, of, of course they've... Seardy and Pug came to talk to me, but it's probably just pranksters, honestly. I went down there. I don't didn't sense any necromantic magic or anything. It just kind of feels like a... Uh, it would appear that someone is using the taxidermid bodies as a method for cultivating Zs. I loosen the genic mushrooms. Gwyn, you were supposed to hold it up when I said Zs. Gwyn holds up a mushroom right as he says Zs. The second <laughs> time, though, right? Yes, the second time, of course. <laughs> oh. Um, I mean, I've seen those growing on the dioramas, of course. I try to pick them up. Some grow, my grandmother was the last peak we had, and I, you know, they grow around her diorama, and I always try to pick them off. But, um, they can be dangerous, so I would stay away from them. They can cause hallucinations. Are you not a druid? I thought you were a druid. German again. Druid. He gets very difficult. Well, yes, I'm the peak of Mount Rena. And you do not recognize what this is for? It is a mushroom. It's not just a mushroom. I'm sure people use them. It's Like I said, they cause hallucinations, but I'm not a fan of narcotics, so... Oh, so you are a cop. I do not think you are very good at your job. Uh, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> you can roll an insight check if you would like to. I think 
Gwyn is skeptical too, so he's going to listen in and, and see if he can gain some insight. Yeah, roll an insight check. What'd you get, Mason? I got... I only got an eight. Okay, Tucker? I I got a 17. Mason, you don't fucking know. You don't... You're like, this guy's got a good poker face. Tucker, this guy seems to really not know what you're talking about. And he, like, when he said, like, y'all should stay away from them, it seemed to be coming out of place, a place of, like, I'm worried about your safety. Stay away from these mushrooms, not, like, mm. hiding something. Um, I'm going to ask him, can you tell us who else is a druid that has access to the Derma Lodge? Well, um, <clears throat> there's me, of course. Peak of Mount, Mount Rena. Um, Kor here has shown quite a good promise. And Kor's, like, looking up, and she's kind of, like, squinting at fish. And I have a friend who has been helping me and training us lately, who is... He is quite strong with druidic magic. Um, he would have access. I mean, we all... Everyone has access to the Dermalage, but... Um, and Gwen, with your uh, with your insight, he does seem like he doesn't want to bring up his friend. He's like, well, he would have access, but he just actually he heard y'all coming up the mountain and ran off. I think he's a, I don't know, Cor. What did he turn into a gecko? Gecko? Was it a? Was it like a deer? Like a gecko? Like a I, rat? Oh, he ran off. It is not important what he pretended to turn into. So which way? Because <laughs> I can tell he doesn't want to talk about his friend. I I want to try and like intimidate in, information out of him. I would like to help. Okay. I'm going to kind of make a threat. I do also want to let you know almost all of my stats are an intimidation. Mm. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a plus 10 to intimidation. Wow. Really? That is an amazing <laughs> bard to make. <laughs> So Gwyn is going to basically look him in the eye and be like, withholding information makes you an accomplice. All right. Roll your intimidation check. I will say this. He rolled a decently good um, uh, wisdom check to... What did, what did you roll? Does it beat a 26? Damn it. No, he rolled it. He got an unnatural mm. 20. Whew. Roll, roll with them on the scavengers Ooh. network. <laughs> well, I promise you I'm not... I'm not withholding anything. I would I would have... You can look around all you want. I'm not doing anything. Kor's not doing anything. And Lore is an adult. He can do whatever he wants. If he's going into the Dermalogs and smoking, well, it's up to Sirdium Pud to stop him. So are you saying Lore is going in and smoking? I... Well, he has at least once. I do believe we gave him enough information for him to have drawn that conclusion. I do not believe this is a smoking gun. However, But is it a smoking druid? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I do think we need to speak with this lore. Well, unfortunately, lore is going to be hard to pin down um, when he turns into a gecko. Um, he's going to be like that all day. When will you next see him? He ran down the mountain and yelled, See you later, Lamos." And turned into a gecko. Ah, uh, so you do not know? It might be tomorrow. It might be next week. He's kind of hard to pin down. But if you want, you can look around the uh, Dermalodge and 
see if you can find anything here. Or... Oh, we've been there all day. What is um? Where does Laura I mean, live? Fuck the the to the temple. Oh, you can look around the temple. <laughs> now that is interesting. Ah, but also where does Laura live? He smokes a cigarette. Where do any of us live, my dude? <laughs> like something now. Uh, Lore kind of doesn't live in the city. He lives in a hole that he digs that night. But I, I've never actually seen where he goes at night. He just kind of goes. It would seem you know Lore uh, fairly well. Out as well as any of us know. I um, spray perfume on myself quietly. <laughs> you are close with Lore? Well, he's... I'm, like, his only friend. Okay, so that is important. Would you tell me, um... And I get close. Would you, if uh, you had to describe Lore, would you say he's more of a uh, functional person, less of a sentimental person? Uh, Someone who would make use of uh, whatever materials are on hand, regardless of their sentimental value? Yes, I, I would say that. So he's the kind of guy who would grow mushrooms in the corpses of famous people? Well, now, I wanted to say uh, that. Ah, uh, ah, but if anyone would, who you know, uh, would be him. I might be asking you to leave now. I do not think so. <laughs> I think you want to, uh, I think something bad is happening. And if it were to get out that the peak was allowing something so anus. <laughs> I can't say anus. <laughs> this is a very anus activity that is happening. What a anus. <laughs> this anus criminal activity has gone on for too long. <laughs> if it were to get out that something so unsinkable was happening under Zipik's watch with Zipik's knowledge, uh, that would be bad for Zipik. Fish, like, stands up and he's like, is that a threat? And when he kind of, like, rears up, the two bob crags, like, flank him on both sides. Ah. And he's like, I think I might be... Yes, Tucker? Gwyn- I actually kind of want Gwyn to get in his face as he does that. Oh, God. And try to intimidate him and say, is there a reason we should be threatening you? I don't know, and I'm very confused. I don't know what's happening right now, and now I'm speaking loudly and my voice is changing. You are growing. <laughs> yeah, I guess he stands to his full height, which is actually like up to Gwyn and clutches chest because he is a dwarf. <laughs> I think he's still taller than Maple, though. Probably. I'm a gnome. It does, it does not have to be this way. No, listen. We do not want Arm to come to Lore. We want to stop uh, the nonsense happening at the Dermot Lodge. Now, if you would be willing to perhaps find out from Lore or give us more information, that would be good. And it would be good as the peak, you are responsible for everything that happens. No? Listen, if you want to find out who's coming in, might I suggest making a trap where they enter, or something like that. I... Oh, you want us to trap your friend Lore when you know it is your friend Yeah, I, I never said that it was Lore. Um, yes, Caitlin. What is the name of the girl that is next to him that has been, like, digging at the ground? Is it Corey? Core. Core? Core, yeah. 
Okay, so core and lore. All right, so <laughs> core. Uh, I want to question core uh, because what has she been doing this time while they've been arguing? She has been kind of sitting there kneeling and like staring and like just kind of watching what's going on. Um, well, it seems like mostly Gwen and and Clutch have been talking to the peak. So I'm going to try to kneel down with core and like kind of just level with her and be like, hey, so do you know what's going on here? Or what's up with all these? Why would someone would want to grow these mushrooms inside these bodies? All right. You seem like you're smart. Don't tell Fish that I said this. He's not going to like it. He, him and Lore are good friends. Fish says that Lore is my brother, and Lore says he's my brother. I've never known Lore before, so I'm going to tell you straight up. He sketches me out. So, if there's something going on with drugs and, like, narcotics, well, I mean, just look at this plant he made me grow right now. And you look down, and it is, like, a little marijuana leaf. He told me not to stop until I get, like, a good bush of this, so I don't know. Sounds suspicious to me. And I don't want Fish to get in trouble, because he's a good guy, but Fish owes Lore a lot, so the only problem is this. You're not gonna catch Fish or catch Lore out here in the mountains. He's I mean Fish is good, but Lore's a really good druid, so if you know where he's gonna be, that might be where you wanna be if you're gonna try to catch him. Don't tell Fish I, I said that, because, you know, snitches get stitches, is what Lore always says. And I'm worried that maybe Fish has heard that. And I I don't know what that means, but I don't I don't want it. Hey, Core, you're pretty cool. And I'm sorry he's making you make this weed. And if you want, I can get rid of it in, you know, a good old way if you want. I, I'd be happy to help you with that. And you're pretty cool. Pound it, girl. Thanks. And she does pound it. Oh, good, good. Is it, and and you don't know where Lore might be at all. No, like I said, he's I, he didn't he wasn't a gecko. I don't know what Fish is talking about. He was clearly in a knoll when he ran off, <laughs> and uh, he's not. You're not gonna find him again. He's sneaky, so I don't know if he's been going someplace every night. Then you're just gonna want to wait there for him because you're not finding him in these in the mountains. All right, that's a good that's a good idea. It's been pretty cool chatting with you. If you ever need anyone to talk to, I'm here for just a little bit. All right, you you keep it real. And like I said, don't tell fish. Snakes just get stitches. I won't. I'm gonna take this plant. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. And now and now now Maple has one marijuana Ooh. plant. <laughs> <laughs> In that case, I am done with you. And Clutch storms away. Presumably the end of that conversation. I don't know why things got so aggressive, but I hope you have a nice day and a nice visit to Mount Renna. You as well. It is lovely here. Thank... Thank... I... No thanks to you. Oh. Well, good luck with your... Mr... Uh, <laughs> bye. Lame. What? <laughs> Did you just call him lame on your way out? Yeah. Nice. Good. Uh, I'm mad. I don't know if Gwen's leaving or Maple. I'm, I left. Gwen leaves uh, with Clutch 
and actually, as everyone's leaving, wants to start a conversation. I think it's very evident that necromancy is no longer an issue with this, and we're clearly dealing with a druid. I don't think questioning Demer, is that his name? Uh, Derem. Derem? Derem. I don't think... I don't think questioning Darum is is necessary. I think we need to set a trap in the the room that smelled of marijuana. I do not believe it is lore after that conversation that we had. I believe that if it was, Fish would have known about it, uh, considering he is lore's only friend. So I do believe it is somebody else. So do you think we should go in question? Oh, no, I think we should set a trap. This is much more direct. I just do not think it is lore. Very well. Hey, we will find hey guys, out. I think we should set a trap, too. That's a great idea. All right. Trap it is. All right. Cut. Wait, did you guys not record an ending to this? Uh, okay, so if you enjoyed uh, listening to Caitlin, um, check her out on Unnatural 20s. If you enjoyed Mason, uh, Mason and most recently Tucker, check them out on the new PodCube show that recently came out. Well, I'll plug that in the show notes. Um, and finally, if you've enjoyed Eli, uh, follow him on Twitter, at Sir Eli of the Pine. Uh, He doesn't really have anything else going on online other than that, despite having a rich offline life. Uh, yeah. Uh, that'll do. Time to pitter-patter on out of here, I guess. Feels so lonely. Thanks to the Joy Drops for the use of Not Drunk as our intro and outro music. Find them at thejoydrops.com. You can find us at sidecharacterquest.com, at SCQ Podcast on Twitter, or by email at sidecharacterquest at gmail.com. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Are you a fan of Boy Meets World? Do you enjoy rewatch podcasts? Well, then you should check out The Lost Years, a retrospective fan cast hosted by me, Tay. And me, Sid. It's my favorite show of all time. And I've never seen it. Each week, we're recapping a new episode of Boy Meets World, sharing bits of nostalgia and learning a wholesome lesson. Join us on our rewatch journey, won't you? School's in session every Tuesday, wherever you find your podcasts. What else do you need to know?